I think if we were to actually get back to the heart of prayer, it is about, I want to use this word, it's a churchy word, the communion with God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're here. Yeah. Pulpit to podcast. Yeah, man. Sweet. We're excited. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I don't so, know what we're doing, but yeah. we're just here. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I was literally just walking in the hallway. You were like, hey, Bo, get in here. No. Uh, so tell us a little bit, like, what are we doing here? What's, what's the goal here? Yeah, so um, I'm Jeff Turner, by the way, if you have no idea who these two dudes are in front of you. And, and I'm Bo Steele. I yeah. forgot to, bad host here, I forgot to introduce the, the people in the podcast. But. Yeah, so I'm pastor at Commando Chapel, and uh, Bo and I, a couple weeks ago, we just said, hey, let's, not even a couple of weeks ago, this has been like almost a, like when I got here, we started talking about yeah. wanting to have something offered out online that's part of our church to reach people, um, whether they're in our community, they're in our church. You, know, you think about the guy or girl that's down the road going to work at Boeing and they've got nothing to listen to at four in the morning. Man, they could like midweek get on, you know, whether it's coming on Spotify, YouTube, all the things. And it's yeah. like, hey, I want to listen for 20, 30 minutes to the ramblings of two dudes talk about the Bible, talk about cultural things, talk about fun things. So, you know, I, I just hope that like everything we're doing is going to do something to fill you up, make you think, yeah. make you laugh um, and walk away going, yeah, this is this is something I want to listen to. And also part of just inviting you into the life of who we are, yeah. the chapel, yeah. Because, you know, you may just come on a Sunday and listen to me ramble or whatever. And, um, you know, then it's like, hey, how can we also maybe tease out what we talked about on Sunday and maybe sometimes dig into dig into the topic a little more than we did. Yeah. What we could have done on Sunday. So th- really, we're just kind of like throwing the dart and seeing like where it lands, you yeah. know, we just this is us. So pulpit to podcast, yep. man. So sometimes we might be talking about the sermon. Sometimes we might be talking about just a hot topic or something that's really on our hearts. Yeah. Um, if you know me at all, I like to talk about aliens, but you know. <laughs> so yeah, we're talking. <laughs> but that's like, probably not gonna happen. Yeah. Oh, it is going to happen. We are definitely going to talk about aliens, and we're going to talk about all kinds of things. But anyways, we just said there's sometimes let's just talk about random things. Yeah. Like, yeah. How fun is that to say? Hey, you know, we're going to talk about this thing or. Let's talk about baseball, but I think the whole thing is to bring you into the family, to talk about what's happening on Sunday, what we talked about, what we preached on, and um, just invite you to another aspect here at Commando Chapel. So For sure. Yeah. Sweet. So got a little Dr. Pepper going. What are you drinking? Uh, Coffee. I mean... I mean, of course. Washingtonian, got to have your coffee, you know. Do you... Do you put anything in it? Like, here's the deal. Like, this is what I've learned from a lot of people. Yeah. They say they love coffee, but what they love is foo-foo coffee. They love the, like, latte with the white mocha and the caramel drizzle. So I love that you use that word because (laughs) growing up, I kid you not, growing up, my dad would say, no son of mine's drinking foo-foo in their coffee. (laughs) So I I did grow up drinking with with a little bit of foo-foo. Okay. And then um, just, like... You know, college years, having to stay up really late and being, uh, I mean, I was in this internship program where I was at a lot of different churches and churches notoriously, not ours, thankfully, but churches notoriously have terrible coffee. Oh, yeah. Because so, it's cheap. Yeah. Get, just get the blue can or the red can yeah. and just, yeah. But we oh, got man. some Fidalgo Bay stuff that's really nice. But uh, typically I, I had to just like dump in the sugar and the cream in order to make it palatable. <laughs> okay. Um, and then... I I don't know something in me just like you know I'm just gonna wean myself off, 
And over the years, I've developed a taste for so black coffee. So you become a purist. Yeah. You're now a Savion, whatever the word is for like I mean, I'm coffee. not as crazy as some people. I do have maybe like four different ways of making coffee at home. Okay. But I know like, shout out Brian Dillon has like maybe <laughs> seven ways of making coffee at home. And I, I love that. Like yeah. that, That's fantastic. He's so, like the Renaissance man. He can yeah. teach you like how someone in Afghanistan knows how to make coffee. And For it's like, sure. that's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I like coffee. I love coffee actually. I think I made a joke about not drinking coffee, but I like it, man. It's, yeah. Let's just get it going. But I'm like yeah. simple. Either it's just like black or it's like a vanilla latte. So okay. that's yeah. kind of where I'm at. I don't I, I don't get into like the pour overs and the ooh. crazy stuff. I'm sure that's awesome, but Yeah. I mostly do French press at home right now. I'll just do the maroon can right yeah. here. That's Sweet. awesome. Well, should we jump into Nehemiah? Sure. So we talked, we're starting a new series. Yeah. In the summer here at Camano Chapel. By the way, if you're listening to this and somehow you're not from or you live on Camano Island or Stanwood or somewhere close to us, we're out here on Camano Island, Northwest Washington, the Puget Sound. So if you're like yeah. wondering, that guy doesn't sound like he's from here. <laughs> I'm not. I'm from Texas, but I love this place. Uh, so at Camano Chapel, we started on Father's Day, which was a great yep. day to start this. We celebrate our dads well. We love fathers. We talked about this story of this guy named Nehemiah. We're going to be talking about Nehemiah for really the whole summer. Um, and so we introduced it yesterday and, um, and we kind of hit on this piece about Nehemiah was just a guy. I mean, he, he yeah. wasn't like a, I don't know. He just, he wasn't like a priest. He wasn't like a pastor. He wasn't a king prophet, anything like that. It just, he was just a guy. And so question, know, if, yeah. if Nehemiah was alive today, what, like how how do you see him in our society? Like what what kind of role would he have? Man, that's a great. I don't, it could be anything. I mean, he could be the. So if you look at, he's kind of the second. He's like the right hand guy, almost so to speak, yeah. to, the, to the king, because he's a cupbearer. So okay, you know, a cupbearer was the guy that's like, here's your food. Let me drink this to make sure no one poisoned mm. it, because if there is poison in it, I'll die and you'll stay alive. So he was sort of. He's like the guy that's protecting. The, the big guy. You so know? the cupbearer isn't necessarily like a servant. They're more like a security. Yeah. It's like head of security. Yeah. Like he, and, and also because you've developed this like really intimate relationship with the king, I mean, you're literally taking the bullet every time you eat. I mean, you're, you're the guy making sure the food isn't poisoned, make sure the cup yeah. isn't poisoned. So when you trust your cupbearer, he's there at every meal Wow, you think yeah. about breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I don't know how often they ate, but really, you think about anytime someone from the kitchen brings something to the king to eat. Yeah, there's there's people out for the king, man, to lop that for guy's sure. head off, and you just there an easy way would be a little, you know, something poisonous. Is so that cut bear is taking? Yeah. So we're gonna talk about that in our sermon series. But yeah. so Nehemiah, he's, he's like the right hand man. He's the security guard, so to speak, but not just some security guard. Cause you think about the security detail for like president, the president yeah. doesn't know those guys, you know, they're in the service, yeah. yeah. but this would be somehow like really close to the King. Like he's there almost all the time. So the King yeah. uses him to talk a lot. Like, you know, what do you think about this? If he would even allow that conversation. So he's yeah. really close to the King, man. That's cool. Yeah. So what about what about Nehemiah? What made you think that that was like the best book to dive into right now? So really, this is my first year here at Camino Chapel, and I love this place. 
And what I sensed kind of coming here, at least right off the bat, was a lot of people were really struggling post-COVID. They were really struggling. I mean, we just had this like pandemic and no one knows what the heck to do. And and so for a lot of churches, they're still, I feel like, in sort of this like a rebuilding mode. Like, And it just so happened that the previous pastor retires. Here this knucklehead comes up from Texas and is wanting to be a part of this awesome congregation. And so I, I'm, I'm kind of coming in, I guess, kind of like y'all story and my story. There it is, y'all. That comes <laughs> out. Y'all story and my story coming together. And it's going, hey, I sense God doing rebuilding in my life. He's always rebuilding. And then he's rebuilding in Commando Chapel. So you see this awesome book about God rebuilding the wall through a man named Nehemiah and the Israelites, or the Jews. And and it's just it's just so pertinent, like yeah. where we're at as a church, where this book is, and to see what's going on in this book and see where we're at as a life of the church and go, oh my gosh, there's so many implications from this book and where we're at. So just yeah. like, man, that's that's perfect for where we're at right now. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so one of the things that, I mean, jumped out from the sermon yesterday from Nehemiah one is prayer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Talk, talks about prayer. Um, so what, if you could just briefly go into like that section of, of Nehemiah one of how, his relationship with prayer and, um, yeah, just explain that a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna try this briefly so that I don't redo the whole <laughs> yeah, sermon. Yeah. Like I heard this on Sunday, dude, stop talking. For sure. For sure. Uh, he has his buddy show up. He's like, hey, how's Jerusalem? They're like, it's not good, man. Yeah. So he weeps, he mourns, he fasts, he prays. That's, it says that in, I think, okay. in verse 4. So there's this moment, it's kind of the gut punch. It's the, I'm reeling, I'm thinking, I'm mourning, I'm grieving what I just heard. Then it's the first step, i got to get with the Lord. So he fasts. So there's this essence of, I want to deny myself certain things in order to get my heart ready in prayer. Not that fasting makes my prayer more powerful, but yeah. it's more or less like how I'm preparing myself to come before the King of Kings. So we talked about mm. kind of five things we saw in his in his prayer. Number one, he acknowledges God is awesome. And along with that, he's like, I'm praying to you. Listen to me. Listen to my prayer. I'm praying morning and night. Yeah. So he's going, number one, I acknowledge you're awesome and you're worth coming to morning and night. Please hear me. I am I am pouring out my heart about this issue. And then the second thing is he's like, I, I confess my sin. I confess the sin of my family, our nation. We've messed up. So there's this aspect yeah. of, Lord, we've messed up. I'm humbly coming to you. We need your help. Yeah. And then he gets into the, the, this third little piece that is remember your covenant. And in fact, I'm saying I got yeah. my Bible. I'll see if I can get it real quick off the top. He says, I think he says it just like this. He says, uh, we acted correctly. Yeah, verse eight, remember the word which you commanded. So we talked about it's less about telling God to remember because he already knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But more about me knowing what God has already said and kind of bringing that to him that God delights sure. in that. And then my favorite piece of this is number four. He's like, the people you rescued were your servants. And what we just talked about there was that in my prayer, I should have the the humble disposition to say, God, not only am I asking a really big, hairy, audacious thing, yeah. but I'm willing to get my hands dirty to help with that thing. Because so often we, we want to complain, we want to gripe, but we want to yeah. do anything with it. We're like... 
please someone else fix it. And we treat God like that sometimes. We yeah. say, well, hey, God, here's my prayer, but you go do it. And I think it's more about God, here's the situation at hand, so I'm here, and I'm available, and I want to be a servant. And then just this last thing was, he says, um, like, he basically was saying, pray, I'm praying for success, hmm. and praying, like, we are the people that delight in honoring you. And I think there's something yeah. powerful, because we talked about that success is defined as when we honor God. So even if it doesn't look successful to the world standards, if we are delighting and honoring God and the thing that we're praying for honors God, that is successful. Even though the world may go, well, you didn't, you didn't get more money. You didn't yeah, get yeah. bigger. You didn't mm-hmm. whatever. In God's eyes, we, we honored God because we prayed for something that would honor God and we delight to honor God. So we, yeah. that's kind of five things that we kind of hit on in his prayer. Um, yeah. It's part of Nehemiah chapter one. For sure. So kind of going into some of those a little deeper, um, like one of the last things you were saying is that like we, we honor God and God, in that God doesn't necessarily return that in the way that the world would see that. Yeah. But, uh, that in the way that we honor God and he blesses us. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like one thing from, from my past that kind of speaks to that is when my, my grandpa growing up had a heart attack. We lived in Alabama at the time. I had a a little bit of an accident back then, but (laughs) not, not super big. That's great. Uh, but we, um, we moved up and it's more like molasses in your mouth. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I only lived there for two years, so (laughs) That's great. But, uh, but yeah, anyways, so we, we moved back up to be with the family and he, after this heart attack, he was like in a wheelchair, couldn't talk, couldn't, mm-hmm. couldn't really do much on his own. Um, and we were praying for healing. I grew up in a more charismatic background and we, and I, I still believe that God heals mm-hmm. and we just, we, we were so close to seeing that that prayer come to fruition. And then one day he accidentally just like lashed out on a nurse and they just, it, it just wasn't good after that. Um, yeah. cause they, they saw him as a risk. And so they drugged him up and it just, it was a whole ordeal. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I took that upon myself mm-hmm. to say that like God, God isn't healing him because I am, I'm not doing the right thing. I'm not praying the right way. I'm not uh, pure enough or, or I, I, like I have sin in my life. So God's not healing him. And it wasn't until years later that I realized that that's totally backwards mm-hmm. Yeah. in that, like even, even in the way that I thought God would answer the prayer, like, like he is in heaven now and mm-hmm. he is healed and he, he, like he is now in a much better existence than he was before. And so, I mean, that's, that's something that I still even struggle yeah. with from time to time, but like just knowing that, that God still answers prayers, yeah. even in ways that we don't realize. I use this yeah. phrase a lot, <clears throat> living in the tension yeah. and just, just being real with the people listening and people that are going to go to our church someone in the community that's just going to pick this up and go, that's kind of weird. It's from Commando Island. What's this podcast? Yeah. And listen to a bunch of dudes talking. I use this phrase living in the tension because there are just some things that we live in the tension of not knowing why something is happening or why something isn't happening. Um, I've been a part of revivals where someone literally physically gets healed 
Uh, I've seen in my own family people that have prayed for something to take place and it never happened. Yeah. And we, I think what happens is we tend to start changing our theology and what we believe either based on the thing that happened or didn't happen. So what happens yeah. is the person doesn't get healed. And so we start running to figure out in our theology why it didn't happen. The opposite happens. The person gets healed and we start trying to like figure out the formula of like, okay, okay, that thing, that thing, and that thing went, okay, that was part of it. Remember we did this, this, this. So because these things happened, that person got healed. And we do that in, we do that in our daily life, yeah. right? We're like, how was it that um, if you're in business and you see a formula kind of start to play out about how you're making sales, you're then the guy writing the script on, okay, yeah. if you do this, this, and this, you're going to go five times your sales model. Yeah. And if you're not getting sales, you're like, well, we need to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. And even like spiritually, even with like littler things with, with prayers, like I feel like we do that, not just healing, yeah, yeah. but just with asking God for things throughout our day or throughout a season. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the things we talked about in First John was this aspect of praying, praying in the name of Christ and according to His will, He'll do things. And so sometimes we take that as anything we think according to God's will. And, but then there is opposite sometimes we attribute things to God's will that aren't a part of God's will. For instance, I'm not the guy that will ever say, God gave this person cancer. I'm not yeah. that guy. Yeah. Um, now, why does that person have cancer? Because we live in a fallen, broken world. Because of disease and famine and the food we eat. I mean, we could have yeah. a whole podcast about <laughs> the terrible food we eat and attribute to this stuff. For sure. So you have the person that you are begging God to heal. Yeah. And... And the, the, the problem is then we can kind of add into our theology a little bit of, okay, well, I'm not perfect, so I've got I've to strip everything. I mean, I've got to get to this bare bones because then God will hear me. And yeah. here's the thing. The precedent for God hearing someone is that they are righteous, and righteousness not on their own, but the imputed yeah. righteousness of Jesus, Romans chapter 3, 4, and 5. And so we have the ear of the Lord but I'm the guy that still says I live in the tension because yeah. I'm going to go to the Lord. I'm going to submit fully to Him. I'm going to look at what the Word says according to what He does, and I'm going to lay that before the Lord. But there is still, at the end of the day, some kind of tension that I have to say that I do not run the universe. And I'm saying, Lord, I'm praying what you said. Yeah, I'm praying what you've already put in here, but it is at your feet. And I'm going to make myself available to help and to be a servant. I want to honor you. And I'm just laying it before you. And, you know, I've, we've, I've experienced great men of God that prayed and prayed and spoke truth. Yeah. And the person they were praying for still passed away. Now, yeah. again, here's what we do. We create theology around that. So mm. we go, well, maybe this person didn't have enough faith in themselves. They didn't have enough faith in the Lord. Or they go, well, maybe my prayer wasn't big enough or I didn't have enough faith when I was praying. So this is also a little bit of when we start getting prayer groups around, yeah, yeah. which I love the aspect of saying, let's get people in the prayer chain. Get that. Love that. Yeah. But sometimes we have this idea that like, if we can get enough people to bend the arm of God, he'll do what we say. Yeah. We don't say that. We don't but, say that. But that's that. the theology brewing in the background. But there yeah. is a little bit. Yeah. It's like, we get enough people, we're going to make God <sighs> change his mind. And you're like... You know, we've kind of missed it. Yeah. And for so sure. so here's what here's what I'm told to do. 
I'm told to pray for the sick. I'm told to pray for those who are hurting. I'm told to lift them up. And I'm also read that God is omnipotent. He's all powerful. Yeah. He's omniscient. He's all knowing and he's omnipresent. So he's everywhere. So that powerful, all-knowing, all-present kind of God knows everything about the situation, and He still calls me to pray for that person, mm. even though I'm not the decide. I'm not making the outcome happen. Yeah. I'm still so there's that tension, and so I, that's why yeah. I love that language of living in the tension. You know? Yeah. Well, and my brain is like, well, why do I like? If, if God is all-knowing, all-powerful, why does he call me to still pray for that? But, I, I mean, I think part of that is just because, well, one, he wants our involvement. He wants us to, to, to be a part of what he is doing, right? I think a, a big thing of this also, and I would say this is for really us in the West, Americans. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. I think we've also turned prayer, and the, the primary driver of prayer, to be... It's supposed to produce outcomes. Like the reason I pray, this is what we all think. I think I, I wouldn't. I don't know if anyone would just say this. Yeah, yeah. But if someone were to say, "Why do we pray?" I think most people probably somewhere in the back of their mind is actually would actually say if they could just be honest. Well, prayer is to get stuff accomplished. Like I pray to God when I need something changed, and that's the only reason I pray. And so, you you read actually. You do some study on people that prayed in the past, even in this world, in this yeah. ancient world, the way Jews had daily prayer, even in liturgical churches, mainline churches, Anglicans, um, uh, Presbyterian, there, there's different denominations that have daily prayer. In fact, one of the yeah. things I'm reading through is a, is a 1662 Book of Common Prayer, yeah. and there's what's called a daily office, hmm. and you are praying morning and evening, not a specific prayer of getting things done, but it's like a, it's a self-judgment, self-reflection, proclaiming mm -hmm. who God is, confession of sin. And there is such little room for um, getting God to move mountains. So I think if we were to actually get back to the heart of prayer, it is about, I want to use this word, it's a churchy word, the communion with God. Yeah. Um, so for instance, I take my wife on dates not so I can get her to do more things for me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, I'll go eat it. We have a restaurant called the Blue Heron, and it's yep. really good. I like it. So I I'll take the tried it yet. Yeah, dude, lunch is good, man. Nice. It's good. The fish is nice. Um, so I'll take my wife. Uh, we're planning to go to the Blue Heron, but in my head, I would take her there so that I could talk with her and, yeah. and listen and talk and listen and talk. Not so I can go, okay, good. I got a check mark in the book. I, I'm going to get her to do this. Yeah. And so I think if we were to go back to prayer, the biggest thrust of it, of why we pray, if we're not getting, quote unquote, the results we want, is that we've missed prayer in a major aspect. When you look through when Daniel prays, there's acknowledgement, there's confession, there's thanksgiving, and then one-fourth of his prayer is what they use this word supplication. This, yeah. I'm bringing to you because I need something done. But Daniel doesn't do all those first three in order to get God to do something. Like, okay, yeah. well, I'm going to like fake. I want to fake acknowledgement. Okay, God, you're just so awesome. Yeah. Oh, and I just confess my sin. 
Oh, I'm so thankful. Yeah. But here's what I really need. Because that's how I've treated yeah. it. In the past. Like I've been told like the axe thing growing right. up, right? Yeah. I got to get um, everything right. I got to yeah. get the steps and the formula, the formula. Okay. But it's really just a checklist so that I can ask God for things. Yeah. That's how so I, I treated can get it. get to the supplication. Yeah. yeah. And, and we've missed it. We've missed yeah. it if that is the main driver of our prayer. When mm. even you look at Jesus's prayer, the, our, our Father, you know, depending on what tradition you come yeah. the, the our father prayer or the lord's prayer is our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name that your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and then and then so you have this acknowledgement thing you're really praying god you are up there yeah. bringing heaven to earth it's your kingdom gives us our daily bread and so it's this acknowledgement thank you lord that i have something to eat and then it's yeah. hey forgive I forgive those who trespass me forgive me of my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against me. Yeah. So there's a forgiveness aspect. And then it says lead me not into temptation deliver me from evil. So then there's a piece of there is a supplication there but it's more towards how I live and less about what what I can get from the Lord. Now again, yeah. do we say we just pray that and we don't pray for things? No. But the heart of prayer is the presence with God, yeah. the communing with Him, talking with the King of Kings, the Creator of everything. And so For much sure. we want microwave prayers. We want to... And, yeah. and again, let me also... I know I'm probably talking too much. <laughs> you're good. You're good. I don't, I don't want the person listening to think that I'm calling their prayer for their dying father a microwave prayer. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't hear me say that. I just... When you don't see things happening the way you want to see them happen, it shouldn't cause you to say, well, fine, God doesn't love me because he's not healing my grandfather or my dad. So you know what? I'm done. It should cause us to push in even more because I believe that in the yeah. essence of that prayer, like Nehemiah said, morning and night, it's the, okay. Yeah. And God, God starts changing my heart. It might yeah. be that God changes the circumstances. He's changing our family. He's growing our faith in this thing. So I, I want to, hopefully you didn't hear me say that, but that's kind of part of that. But it's really just saying that like, we, we want the focus of our prayer not to be asking God for things. It sh it can be a part of and should be a part of because we, we do want to take things to the Lord, but we want the focus of our prayer to be really like connecting with the heart of God. Yeah. I, I, would, I would agree with that because as you're connecting with the heart of God, I believe that the Lord still speaks to us. Yeah. It has to line up with His Word. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit speaking to us, and then the Lord starts moving in our hearts to actually be praying for the right things. Yeah. Um, and again, this is what's happened to me in the past. I get in my knucklehead mind, and I start wanting to get something done, and it's not working. So what happens is, it, the, even the even the good thing was not necessarily part of God's will. Yeah. So I start praying, going, okay, God, man, I'm, I'm missing something. What am I missing? And I don't hear anything. So then I just, so that night, Lord, I lay before you this thing. And it might mean that as I'm going to the Lord, the Lord starts opening up my mind and my eyes to what actually I've been missing the whole time. And it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize this part of it. So yeah. I just think the first emphasis is our communing presence with God, being with Him, that should then drive in our hearts because that's Psalm 37, four, like commit yourself to the Lord, you know, and, um, and he, you know, as we delight in the Lord, he will give us the, the desires of our heart. And yeah, I just yeah. think it's this kind of cyclical thing where it's, 
as I delight in the Lord, he starts actually putting his desires in my heart, you know? Yeah. You know, and so my prayers start changing because it is less sure. about, okay, I just come to you because you're the vending machine God, put in my quarters. So I put the right amount of quarters yeah, in. Yeah. It's not even quarters now. It's like dollar or credit <laughs> card, you know? And, and, I'll, and I'll get the thing because I put the right things in. Yeah. And it's like, man, we've missed prayer. We've missed the... But, it, but it's even that, like, I, I think one distinction that you made there is it's it's not even like that God's, like, we're seeking God for the desires of our heart. It's that as we continually seek after Him, those desires may even change and yeah. shape into desires that God has for us, yeah. as opposed to our own selfish desires. Yeah, God just, I just think and I believe so hardly. We, we, we talk so little about prayer in church. We talk so yeah. little about prayer in our personal life that prayer takes such a backseat to God's will in regards to what we think, not according to the Word. Because yeah. in the Word, things are bathed in prayer mainly to be connected with the heart of God and who He is. But a lot of times, so we just get out in front of ourselves, we forget to be we forget to pray about things, and God changes our will and changes our heart in those things, and we actually start seeing God move us yeah. in different directions. And so there's there's a lot that we could talk about prayer that, man, we For could sure. probably fill this thing up, but that's one of those topics, man. Yeah. Nehemiah hits, I mean, it's the first chapter. It's the, yeah. it's the, man, the wall's broken. And the first thing we see before he does anything is he prays. I think there's something powerful for us to say that about us and our culture. Yeah. We see whatever it is hit the fan. We ought to be on our knees praying right then and there. When we have the disaster in our family, maybe praying. And yeah. There's there's so there's 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 so much we could be talking about the rest of Nehemiah, but you know, that's why we have a podcast. This will be week yeah. to week and and uh, come here and talk about stuff that you know yeah. is part of it. Maybe it's off topic, but I'm hoping this was good for you. I hope you, yeah. hope you like listening to us. No, I'm excited about going into Nehemiah a little more. I feel like that's a book of the Bible I really haven't dove in sure. too deep into, so that'll be really cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, if you want to hear more stuff that you like, I mean, I'm not sure what I'm thinking of, like feedback, let us know like yeah. in the comment section. Tell us what you'd like us to talk about. Or uh, Yeah, know. we're developing this as we go. Yeah. We're... And we, we want to make sure it's something that you want to hear. So if you have an idea, stuff that you'd like to hear more of, um, just let us know. There's going to be an email in the description of the video. Or if you're listening to it uh, audibly, um, a description on the podcast. Yeah, forward yeah. this. Share it with your friends. If there's something like, hey, there's a couple of dudes talking about stuff, send it to them. And yeah. maybe that's a good um, resource for you in the road. And be yeah. sure to like the video and subscribe on um, Facebook, or not Facebook, on YouTube <laughs> or on whichever podcast platform. Wherever you're this to. thing is at, it, like it, really, it, subscribe it, ding it, don't. I mean, all the things. It really does help a lot for uh, <laughs> other people being able to find it because yeah. we just want people to hear the good news. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Man, we love it. Thanks for being with us today, and uh, see you next week, man. Yeah.